How's it going today, guys? Back here live in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes of TP3. I'm your host, Thomas Penling, coming to you live, not from the studio this time, but actually from Destin, Florida, back up here in the condo on today, August 23rd. But I am joined by Ben Gorwitz live in his studio in Nashville, Tennessee. Ben, say what's up to the people. What's going on, everyone? We are, we're here. College football's here, but today we're going to talk some NFL for you. Yep, guys, we already did all our NFL Futures podcasts. They're all up. If you love SEC football, I highly advise you listen to the last episode we posted. Me, Ben, and Cody went on for hours about SEC football. We also posted the Pac-10 or the Pac-12, Big Ten, and uh, Big 12 all together the week before. The ACC is also thrown in there as well at the SEC and our regular season predictions. So got tons of college football stuff already out for you guys. Next Friday will be our first picks podcast. We also have multiple NFL season previews coming up for y'all in the next two weeks. So much content coming for y'all today, though. We're going to get into the NFC and the AFC South. That's our NFC South, our Atlanta Falcons. Um, we got pretty much we're just going to go through the teams who we think is going to win division over under on the win totals at fantasy players to draft and what will be the key for each team's success or their disaster this upcoming season. Let's go ahead and get things started, Ben, in the NFC South. Typically, I kick things off with our hometown team, the Atlanta Falcons, but I feel like we got to start with the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and division. Actually, the Buccaneers did not. Actually, yeah, they were the division champions last year. The Saints were the wild card team out of this division, which feels weird to say, honestly, but start things off. Their win total is set at 11.5. Ben, what do you think about the boys down in Tampa Bay this season? I thought the Saints did win the, the division last year. Is I wrong on that? Actually, no, you are right. I, for some reason, yeah. I was thinking Washington was the wild card, but they played Washington in the, in the um, wild card rounds, yeah. just they were division champs. Right, because uh, I remember the Saints beat – the Saints blew out the Bucks in that one regular season matchup to hold the tiebreaker. So I, they went like 12-4, and four, I think they went. But, yeah, uh, that, actually, the but, Saints beat blew them out both times. The games were unwatchable. Yeah. But the Bucs, I mean, listen, not only did they win the Super Bowl last year, they literally returned every single starter, offense, defense. I don't think they even lost the coach. Uh, they literally returned everyone. It's not even close that they have the best division in the quarterback. There's not even a reason to name anyone second because he's not close to Tom Brady. Uh, I mean, the, the target's officially on their back. I think it was – a little bit when when Brady signed with the Bucks and, and brought some of those guys in, uh, I think a lot of people knew they had a great chance to win the Super Bowl, at least make it to the Super Bowl. But now that they've won it, it's officially on their back, and it's hard to repeat. It's hard to repeat in any sport. Football might be one of the hardest to repeat. They got to take it one game at a time because I'm, it, it, you know, this is a situation where I think if they're looking ahead, like, hey, we can beat this team. That's when. Teams can kind of surprise you in the NFL. Listen, mm -hmm. you're playing all you're playing professionals on the other end. It doesn't matter who they are. There's talent on every team, except for maybe one in the NFL, which we'll get to in the AFC South. But you know, there's not a better leader to have to try and go back to back Super Bowls than Tom Brady. He's the perfect guy in the locker room. He's the perfect quarterback to have. They literally bring back every single starter. Uh, I would assume they have the best odds in the in the NFC. Uh, I haven't looked at futures they just do. yet, but Rightfully so, because they literally return everyone they just won. Ben, I don't think I could put it any better than you did, my friend. Brady is the key player for this team. He's going to be the guy to drive the offense. I mean, they brought everybody back. They even got flipping Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette back. And uh, which linebacker was it they re-signed at a discount as well? Um, 
Levante David. Yeah, and Levante David even came back for a steal as well, the guy who we thought would be untouchable for them to bring back. I mean, Devin White emerged and got better and better in the playoffs. Look, I think everybody wants to talk about Tampa offense. I'm going to talk about the defense, though. This defense is absolutely nasty. I mean, they have a Dominican Sue up the middle. I'm not even going to sit here and name off all the guys how good they are. This linebacking core, though, is elite in the NFL, and I think they're the guys who make everything so tough because when you blitz these guys, they're coming in like bats out of hell. These guys are great in coverage. They don't miss tackles in the open field. I think these. I think that's that – Part of their defense is what sets everything up for them. Antoine Whitfield Jr. played really well too as a rookie free as a rookie as well. He was like a third round pick for them. This team stacked up. That offensive line is built up well as well. Brady is everything he needs. Him being the distributor of the offense, in my opinion, makes him the most um, important player to this team. The only thing I would say, guys, for fantasy wise. I personally don't wouldn't pick any of these guys just because there's only one ball that can go around and they're so stacked up. I mean, even their fourth receiver, Tyler Johnson's a beast and Scotty Miller's. I mean, they go five receivers deep pretty much. I mean, Gronk, Cameron Brait, OJ Howard, they're absolutely just loaded at tight end as well. I mean, this team is just too many mouths to feed, in my opinion. Don't get me wrong. Some of these guys are going to have big weeks. All these guys are nasty players. I just don't know if I would look, look at for any of them in fantasy. What about you, Ben? I, you know, I don't really have, like, a key player for this team just because they literally bring everyone back. I think the biggest thing is health. Mm-hmm. You know, every team battles through injuries. Every team has a couple players go down. It depends on who these guys are, right? I mean, yeah. Brady, Brady, for most of his career, has been very, very healthy. And you think he'll look I'm older just, this year? I, I just don't think it matters that much. I, I literally think they have so much around him that if, if he can only throw for, let's just say, 270 passing yards a game, they can win that way. They showed that mm-hmm. they can run the football in the playoffs. Leonard Fournette was great in the playoffs for them. Uh, I, I believe they still – do they still have Ronald Jones as their other running back? Yep, and they have Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah, so I, they don't need Brady to do that much. They just need Brady to play big in big moments, which is like fourth quarter close games. And stuff like that. And there's literally no one better in NFL history than that man. So I, I think health of their team. Now, obviously, they can, with the depth they have, you know, if a tight end goes down, if a wide receiver goes down, they can replace those guys. So the depth on this roster, the talent, it's it's insane. There's really not another team in the NFL that's like this because this is like the first time ever a team's ever been able to return all starters on offense and mm-hmm. defense. So I'll go health as the key factor for them. In, in terms of fantasy, you know, you're not wrong. You're exactly right about there's only one ball. There's a lot of mouths to feed. You really can't go wrong picking Mike Evans or Godwin. It, they yeah. might, Godwin might not be the best wide receiver one to choose, but if he's on your team as wide receiver two or three, you really can't go wrong with him. These guys are going to get the ball. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Ben. Definitely can't go wrong with any of them. Yeah, I would say my key factor for them this season is – how, how old or young does Brady look? If Brady looks extremely aged, this team might struggle. But let's be honest, guys. Let's stop trying to predict how old Tom Brady is going to look. I mean, we've all tried to do that five different times, and it's never succeeded for us once. I feel like he's going to play at the top of his game until he leaves the league. So, you know, unless Brady's looking old out there, that's the only way this Bucks team's going to suck. I have them going over the win total at 11 and a half. I think this team is going to have the best record in the NFC once – or I guess not once again, but they will have the best record in the NFC this season. Um. Next team up, we'll send it to our hometown Atlanta Falcons, who have the lowest win total in this entire division of seven games. It's a 17-game season. That means if we were to push this, we would go 10-7 and this season, which is exactly what I think our hometown Falcons are going to do. Look, guys, 
I like what the Falcons did bring in Arthur Smith. I mean, Dan Quinn was clearly a moron and was incapable of coaching this team. I think the Falcons under Smith will use a lot of play action like we have seen the Titans do with Derrick Henry, which is where he came from in Tennessee. Funny fact is, too, Arthur Smith might actually – his dad might actually be richer than Arthur Blankus. His dad owns FedEx, which is from Memphis. So that is goes to tell you the kind of, you know, work ethic this guy has that he doesn't want to live off daddy's money and he wants to be the guy driving the team. Falcons offensive line, I think – they definitely got worse losing um, Alex Mack, but at the same time, I think we found some decent guys to fill in and we have some guy, younger guys who are ready to step up as the Falcons used a lot of draft picks in the past on the offensive line. And they still have veterans like Jake Matthews on there as well. Um, also, I think that Dean Pease can turn things around this defense. Everyone knows that Dean Pease wants to blitz. Deion Jones did not blitz that much as he was back in pass coverage. I think Dean Pease switches things around again here and brings Jones up as a pass rusher and uses that 4-3 speed to stop teams' quarterbacks from throwing the ball over. So Atlanta has not been able to sack the quarterback in a long time. I mean, that's always been the Achilles heel of this defense. I feel like our defense hasn't been good since we had, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, Vic Beasley get that 16-and-a-half sack season. I mean, don't get me wrong, he was trash after that. But when the Falcons get pressure on the quarterback, they seem to have good teams. That's why we're always good with Jonathan Abraham. I think we get back to all that with this Falcons defense. I mean, you hit the, the nail on the head in terms of priority number one for me. Uh, the, the key factor for this team to even was the entire defensive line. We know what we're going to get from Grady Jarrett. He's a terrific defensive tackle in this league. Okay. Uh, Mar- Marlon Davidson, who was a rookie last year out of Auburn, played great when he was on the field. Uh, I'd like to see him maybe stay a little bit more healthy this year to get some more reps. But him paired with Grady in the middle, it seems to be great. It's, it's not easy to run on this team up the middle. It shouldn't be easy. It's just what kind of pressure are they going to get? And you you uh, made a point to, to uh, bring up the new Falcons defensive coordinator and how he likes to blitz. So maybe maybe that changes. I just know – the one way to help out a young secondary is to give the quarterback less time to throw. Yeah. And last last year and even the year before, it, it was, a, I mean, really in every every year for a long time, it seems like. It's the same thing. The, the Falcons don't get enough pressure on quarterbacks. And listen, these guys can't cover wide receivers for five seconds. No. Nope. It, it doesn't ha- – I mean, you, you have a couple seconds in the NFL – Cornerback uh, it, it, is just so impossible to play, especially with today's rules yeah. that you can and can't touch people. You know, with the Falcons, I, I have them finishing third or fourth in this division. I, I don't think this team competes to make the playoffs. But here's the thing: I think this team, this team played a lot of close games in the past two seasons under Dan uh, Dan Quinn. With better coaching, some of those losses can turn into wins. It's fourth quarter disasters that Dan Quinn could not prevent. Maybe this new coach, Arthur Smith, and everyone else he brought in can change some stuff in the fourth quarter. Because even without Julio, this team has plenty of wide receivers. And then you also add in Kyle Pitts, who I know is a tight end, but he's going to act like a receiver with how many receptions he's going to get. And also, let's see what kind of balance the Falcons can get back to. They're bringing in Mike Davis, who's coming off the best year of his career. Anything is better than what Todd Gurley gave. Now, I know that Todd Gurley was, is, was really good and has been really good in his career with finding the end zone. He, that's what he's really good at. He's good in the red zone, but he wasn't good enough or healthy enough for the Falcons to have the balance that they need in order for Matt Ryan, who is 35 or 36 now. Like, listen, his arm can still get it done, but he – he needs a balanced offense. He's not the quarterback that can that's going to drop back 40 times in a game and expect to win 
it, that's that's not how this team's going to operate. They have to have some balance. They can let Matt throw the ball 30, 35 times, and he'll be fine. His arm can do it. But you got to keep him upright, which you mentioned, the offensive line. And you got to have some balance in the offense. Because last year and the year before that, it honestly seemed like the Falcons, when they ran the football, it was to give mm-hmm. Matt Ryan's arm a rest. Yeah. No, Todd Gurley had to be the worst. You know, in the red zone, he's one of the best running running backs in the league. Outside of the red zone, I would argue he's probably the worst running back in the entire NFL. It looks like he was running in Madden when you run out of sprint on the sprint stick. Um, yeah, you know, I like a lot. He of doesn't have a job on. right now. Yeah, and that's the reason why he's unemployed right now. I like all the points you hit on, Ben, on our Falcons offense this season. Um, I think Kyle Pitts will turn things around. Look, it sucked losing Julio, guys, but Julio, frankly, was not on the field that much this season. I think Kyle Pitts breaks through and is one of those elite tight ends in the NFL. I think we're going to have a tough season, so I think the I think the coaching staff makes the point to get him the ball to show the fans, look, we might have lost the best receiver in franchise history, but we found a new toy with Kyle Pitts. Also, I think Calvin Ridley could end up being wide receiver one. I think the Falcons are going to trail and throw the ball a ton. Ridley was up there until he got hurt last year. He's actually the NFL leader in receiving yards, so he got hurt. I think more of the same there from Ben's Alabama boy. I think Mike Davis will have a great season running the ball. I think this, I even think Russell Gage and Alameda Zacchaeus are sleeper guys to watch out for a wide receiver. I think this entire Falcons offense, including Matt Ryan, are must drafts of fantasy football. The offense will do its job like it did last year. I think the defense will struggle. Ultimately, though, I think seven and ten is what the Falcons do this year and find and find themselves drafting more defense. Any Matt Ryan, uh, Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, or honestly, Young Hoku. Those are your best Falcons drafting right, options. Young Hoku is a terrific, consistent uh, field goal kicker. Um, he has the ability to kick 50-plus. I believe he made a 53 last year at some point. I don't I don't think you get points in fantasy for this, but if you could get points for recovering onside kicks, he's the greatest in NFL history at that. Yeah. Now, that is facts. You should definitely get at least two points for recovering onside kick. Tell your fantasy commissioners that one. Um, anyway, Ben, we'll move on from our Falcons and we'll go to the team currently having a QB battle. And that is the New Orleans Saints. Their win total is at nine and a half. Um, ben, why don't you start out with this one? And tell us what the post Drew Brees era is going to look like in New Orleans. Well, I mean, it's it's going to look like Jameis Winston, at least for week one. I think Taysom Hill gets used uh, in some kind of role, probably similar to what we've seen him kind of get acclimated to and in, an in, in increased role with the wildcat quarterback, some tight end, some fullback. He, he could really do it all as a Swiss army knife. I don't think he's the, their starting quarterback until Jameis literally can't have it anymore. Uh, I, I think I really do believe that it's Jameis Winston's job to lose. He's, he's the actual real quarterback. Uh, with, you know, with, with Jameis, everyone loves to bring up the season, I guess it was two seasons ago. The last time he was a full-time starter, which was his last year in Tampa Bay, was all the interceptions he – yeah, I mean, all the interceptions he threw. Everyone just loves to bring up that and not talk about anything else. It's worth mentioning he also threw for over 30 touchdowns. It's worth mentioning that he was one of the – I think he was in the top five, if not top three in passing yards that year. Let's not act like this guy isn't capable of doing anything. I mean, yeah, his turnovers absolutely need to be cut down. It more than half like cut down, probably. But he's still capable of throwing the ball downfield, which is something Drew Brees has not been able to do for the last three, three to five seasons. So, you know, people they'll love to bring up the Saints this year and they're like, what is what is it gonna look with, without Drew Brees? They still have the mastermind and Sean Payton running the show. 
And now he's got a quarterback that can throw the ball downfield. He, he, his playbook can open up because he can now stretch the ball downfield a lot more than he could last year. You know, for years and years, people used to talk about how good of a coach Sean Payton was. Well, he's still there. I know that Drew Brees probably audible and have a decent amount of stuff, and he was like another coach on the field. But Sean Payton is still a great offensive mastermind in this league, always has been. Mm-hmm. They still have Alvin Kamara, who is one of the best running backs in the league, not to mention also a phenomenal wide receiver as a running back, just like Christian McCaffrey. Michael Thomas, I don't really know what's going on with, with the feud that's there. I know that he's going to show up and he's going to play, and I don't think the feud and the issues, the internal issues will – He's going to play great on the field. He's a great player. I think he'll stay frustrated until that salt's off the field. The Saints team, there's still enough weapons for this team to be really successful and to make the playoffs. I, I think people are blowing it out of a proportion about how, like, you know, Jameis Winston, this and that. He gets to work with Sean Payton. So let's see what Sean Payton can do with Jameis. He's got a big arm. He's got some weapons to use. Let's see what he can do with him. Yeah, I agree with you completely on that one, Ben. Um, I like everything you said. I think also, you know, they're going to go with Jameis, their starting quarterback over Taysom Hill, just because, you know, you can mix Taysom Hill in there. You can't really mix in Jameis, though, with Taysom Hill. You know, it doesn't really work like that. So I think they're smarter going that way. Obviously, though, if Winston doesn't look like the guy in there, then it's going to come down to can Taysom Hill be an every down quarterback in the NFL? Um ultimately I think that's gonna be the key storyline of this team defense will be good they'll get the home crowd to back them up it's always gonna be tough no matter how bad they are to go into New Orleans and play the defense still has tons of uh of playmakers across the board as well um you know I think Kamar is the key player and the key fantasy guy for this team wide receivers and tight ends I actually in Michael Thomas might not play this season which is weird he has beef going on with the front office with everything that happened to his injury and how he had to sit out for Breeze's last run and whatnot so I think it's got to be Alvin Kamara, man, as a fantasy player to draft. I think Kamara is going to be a top fantasy guy. Y'all know how they use him in receiver and as running back. I would be shocked if he led them in both receiving yards and rush yards this season. I really question them. I mean, they don't have Emmanuel Sanders anymore, no Michael Thomas. I don't know how I feel about Traquan Smith and Callaway and all these other receivers that they're trying to hype up right now to be. I can't buy in on them. I think it's going to be a down season for the Saints this year. I just feel like that. This team is not as talented as we've seen the Saints team in the past. I think under nine and a half wins is a good is a good bet. I'm probably not going to bet it personally, but I think that's probably where the money is going to be at. Look, I think everything plays out well for the Bucks. Looking at the outcome outlook we have on these first two teams, and I mean, we'll we're good to Carolina in a few minutes. Ben, what about you with the fantasy outlook of this team? Tomorrow is definitely the obvious choice. Uh, one of the best running backs in the league, also a phenomenal receiver. I, I mean. Yeah. I agree with you on the receiving core if Michael Thomas isn't there. I just have a hard time believing that he's not going to show up. Uh, I agree. I, I think if he doesn't play, then, yeah, mm-hmm. the wide receiver core doesn't have a guy to lead them. Um, I You know, I I don't know, not from a fantasy aspect, but Deontay Harris is, is kind of like a short slot speed receiver they have. He's really, really good at special teams. Um, if you're looking just like for a flex guy, if you get special teams points, I haven't played fantasy football in a little while, to be honest with you, but he's their punt returner. He's a phenomenal punt returner Picture If you haven't seen this kid play picture what Jalen Waddle was at Alabama, and this kid's even faster, probably in the NFL, uh, was tremendous last season for the saints, but without Michael Thomas, they don't have a true number one. I just think with them, you know, I, 
with them, he's the true number one receiver. Winston is not a bad choice because he's going to throw. I still think with Sean Payton, he can throw for a lot of yards. He's he's not going to have games where he's throwing for one touchdown and four interceptions. Like, he's the type of guy that if he's throwing interceptions, he might give you three, four touchdowns in the yeah. air, 300-plus yard game, and maybe a pick or two, which is fine in fantasy football. The last, I mean, it, like I said, I haven't played it in a while, but I'm pretty sure James can get you a lot of points. have thrown for a lot and a lot of touchdowns so i would say kamara is definitely the best bet uh their defense probably isn't a bad bet either because other than the buccaneers i mean i know that the falcons have a good offense the panthers have potential but any any time a team plays in new orleans that defense can really shut anyone down yeah no i agree with you completely on that i didn't even think about that as james being a good fantasy pickup that could be like the off waivers qb pickup of the year you know or like that if you're in like a two QB league, that could be like your last pick that nobody wants. And he ends up being like one of the top 10 QBs. That's a great call right there by you, Ben. Um, last team here in the division before we go to the abysmal AFC South is the Carolina Panthers. Um, their season win total currently sits at seven and a half. Um, I'll start with this one. I'm under on their season win total. So the reports about Sam Darnold have not been, let's put it this way. They do not make you excited or anything. They're just been, he's been okay. He's making, he's the, like, you haven't heard them. Like you can tell Matt rule and Joe Brady are not excited about him. Let's put it this way for Sam Darnold. This might be his last stop as an NFL starting quarterback. I'm sure he can be a backup, but as a starting quarterback, if you're not good with Joe Brady, then you suck. Let's be honest. Joe Brady, in my opinion, is one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. And if anything, it might Matt be rule. Matt size. rule in college was great. Yeah, Matt Rule, in my opinion, too, I think that's a great hire. I think he's a great coach. You know, I think this might be a blessing to skies, though, for Darnold to come in and suck for Carolina. Because not only can they get one of the top quarterbacks like Spencer Rattler, Sam Allen there, but they can hang on to Joe Brady for another year and let Joe Brady work with these young guys, which I think is exactly what you need. Um, I think Darnold has the weapons that he needs to be successful, kind of like that me and you said, um, Ben, that, I mean, Terrence Marshall looks to be a great deep threat. Um, he looks to be one of the steals of the NS- NFL draft, honestly, because he didn't play with a talented quarterback while he was at LSU, and he was kind of, you know, underneath Jefferson and Chase while he was there. Also, too, I mean, DJ Moore's no slouch. Robbie Anderson's no slouch. Um, you have Christian freaking McCaffrey, for crying out loud, probably the best all-over offensive player in the NFL. Um, his defense as well, you know, they're young. This defense, they used seven picks on them last year. They also took J.C. Horn in the first round. I think they're going to have a young defense that will learn as the season gets on. I think Carolina is the kind of team, you know, that gets better as the season goes on. But at the same time, your quarterback, Sam Darnold, I think seven wins is realistic for Carolina this season. Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically a trial and error year for Sam Darnold and the, and the Panthers. Yep. Uh, like you mentioned, they have CMC back, Christian McCaffrey back from uh, injury last season. I loved, absolutely loved what the Panthers did in the draft and offseason, to be honest with you. Same. But I don't think I don't think they're ready now. I think they're like, you know, two, three years away, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But I also think they're a consistent quarterback play away from really competing in this division. Now, I don't think that yeah. happens this year under Sam Darnold. But they're not far back in this division. I, I, I you know, I, their key player is Sam Darnold. What are you going to get out of him? Um. In terms of fantasy players, I think I, I, I would go Robbie Anderson as one of my receivers. Yeah. Familiar with each other. He's he's been a great deep 
threat for years in the league. He was, mm-hmm. he was the best deep threat the Jets had, and he was a deep threat last year for the Panthers. Um, as, as I mentioned, him and Darnold have already played together, so the, the familiarity is there. I think DJ McCaffrey, I, I, would, I would go Robbie Emerson, DJ Moore, a late, late pick if you want a receiver to stay on your bench a little bit and kind of, and just play him for week by week to see how he does. Terrence Marshall's not bad, but I would wait to see what he does production-wise uh, in his first couple games. I, I really I, I really don't think the Panthers are far away from being a really good football team. I just think they're missing the most important position on a football field, and that's a consistent quarterback. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on this one, Ben. I like all those receivers that you called out. And, is I mean, obviously, everybody likes McCaffrey for fantasy. You know, it's fantasy football. So, Ben hit the nail on the head there with the fantasy players to pick up right there. I think Robbie Anderson, all those receivers are good players to take a shot on. Ultimately. I, I do I do want to mention their backup quarterback does have experience playing in the NFL. P.J. Mm-hmm. Walker, who was in the XFL before yep. MVP. it disbanded. He was the MVP. He played in a couple games last year to relieve Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know what I, – I, I don't think Darnold's going to have a quick leash. I, I don't believe that. But if Darnold got hurt, this team's not screwed because their backup quarterback already has experience. And he was decent. I mean, for what you were expecting him to do last year, I thought he was decent. He's got the ability to run and get out of the pocket a little bit, a little bit more than Darnold does. Um, I – I'm just so intrigued to find out what Darnold gives. Like, what is he going to look like? And I'm not saying Same. through week one, two, or three. I'm saying what is he looking like in week seven, eight, nine, yep. ten, and on. Because I totally agree with you. If he doesn't look good through ten weeks, if he doesn't look any different, I don't know if he's getting another starting job. Uh, like, he could easily fall into the Blake Bortles category where he's just – going from team to team trying to find another chance you know we'll see he's got a lot more weapons they never helped him out mm-hmm. no i agree with you completely. see i think darnold will still be serviceable to be a backup like right now blake Bortles out of the nfl um so yeah i i agree though ben definitely definitely an interesting season in carolina should be i mean tampa bay should go six and zero in this division if they don't go six and zero in this division i would be shocked honestly maybe a lot what's your years, that's about it What's your order for the division? My division order, Tampa Bay 1, New Orleans 2, Atlanta 3, Carolina 4. I honestly think Atlanta and Carolina will finish tied, and the New Orleans will be like a game ahead of them at like eight or nine wins. What about you? I I order. um, I I think if you ask me right now, I have Falcons 3, Panthers 4. If you ask me tomorrow, I might have Panthers 3, Falcons 4. But I have the Bucs winning it and the Saints finishing second. Yeah, exactly. I think Falcons and Panthers are pretty much interchangeable. Um, also, too, I only have Buccaneers making the playoffs out of this division. I'm sure the same as me, Ben. Yep, same. Yep. Um, let's move now to the abysmal AFC South, where I assume that we'll both only have one team make the playoffs as well. You know what, Ben? We'll kick it off with your hometown – or not with your hometown, but your current town team and team that plays right now in your backyard. That is the Tennessee Titans. Um I'll start us off here with the Tennessee Titans. Win total is set at nine and a half. I have the Titans going over this win total. Look, I'm not going to lie, guys. I don't feel great about the Titans this year being that great. But at the same time, you look at this division, you kind of ask your, have to ask yourself the question, well, who else could it be? And I think the Titans are the answer to who it will be. The Titans are seven and two and one score games. 
They were second in the NFL in turnovers, as a, a takeaways as a defense, only to the Packers having more. Both those are very negative signs towards regression the following year. But look, this team, they did, so they draft, they've got a lot of cornerbacks and a lot of old guys or a lot of young guys who kind of, you know, have to retool themselves a little bit. It's hard for this defense to be much worse than it was last year. They also bring in a new defensive coordinator as well. Who knows going to want to blitz the quarterback a lot. I think if they can get to the quarterback, this defense can be better. I mean, it's hard to be much worse than they were last year. I and mean, they're still able to win with a terrible defense. Also, too, it's going to come down to what Derrick Henry does to running back. If Derrick Henry stays healthy and keeps his crown as the top running back in the league, I think you got to crown the king again. And this offense will be absolutely unstoppable. A.J. Brown and you add in there Julio Jones to go along with Derrick Henry's running and Tannehill throwing the ball. I mean, this team is all the recipes to be one of the best offensive teams. I would be shocked to not see them in the top five again in offense of the NFL. Losing Arthur Smith obviously sucks, but they just pretty much put in their quarterback's coach, who was the guy basically under Arthur Smith. He's new the exact same thing grounded pound when you have a running back as good as Derrick Henry if you don't stack the box he's gonna run on you all day in this league of smaller safeties corners and linebackers yeah I mean listen this offense is gonna be one of the best in football it is one of the best in football on paper um I'm I'm a little interested to see how they kind of replace the tight ends uh John Smith was a big big factor in their playbook last year they don't have him he's in New England now Obviously, you added Julio Jones to go with A.J. Brown at receiver. but mm-hmm. And I also believe they – I think they added Josh Reynolds as well at receiver. I, I really like that. He's a big, yeah, he's tall guy, big, tall receiver that can stretch the field just – not just like Julio, but he's a big, tall guy when A.J. Brown is really, really good over the middle of the field. Josh Reynolds is good on the outside. So I think that's a great complimentary uh, like third that. receiver to have. You know – Listen, they upgraded the offense, obviously, by adding, by retaining everyone they had and by adding Julio Jones. But it's the same issues they had as last year. And you, and you talked about it a little bit. They couldn't get off the field last year on third downs. And their defense, once again, is still a glaring weakness. What are they going to, you know, how are they going to, they got to get better at rushing the pass. They, because they have a young secondary. How do you help a young secondary? You get pressure on the quarterback like I said when we were talking about the Falcons they got to get off the field because they their offense is an offense that is going to be one of the best uh, in terms of efficiency once again mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill is literally his middle name might as well be efficient because that man doesn't turn the ball over very often he makes smart decisions when throwing the football and now they've added Julio Jones as another weapon so I don't think this team's offensive outlook looks too different, even with adding Julio. I still think uh, King Henry, Derrick Henry is, is the uh, go-to, and you play off the play action with him. So th- they got to improve the defense. Um, in terms of the division, it, it's a coin flip between one or two, honestly. Um, I'm going to keep them at second in this division. Wow. Um, it's it's just, I think there's, I don't know. I, I, they play similar schedules. They're in the same division, but uh, the Colts, I, I feel like the Colts roster as the whole outside of the quarterback position stacks up very well against a lot of other rosters in the NFL. The Colts are insanely talented at a lot of different positions outside of quarterback. I know that, you know, obviously Carson Wentz, but I'm sticking with the Colts to win this division. I think both, I honestly think the Colts and Titans get to the playoffs once again, though. Okay, I like that position, Ben. 
Real quick here, because I actually want to hear what you have to say about the Colts and why you think they're going to make the playoffs. I am intrigued by that. Um, real quick, fantasy-wise, I mean, obviously Derrick Henry is probably the best option there is at running back in all fantasy football. But on top of that, um, I actually think A.J. Brown's going to have an even better year than last year. He was the only receiver out of that vaunted class to go over 1,000 yards as a rookie. He was an animal last year and even missed a couple games. I think it's only going to get better with Julio Jones to take that defense away from him. I also think tight end Anthony Frisker could be a little bit of a sleeper because of how good Johnny Smith and other tight ends have done in this offense. So I think those are the best fantasy fantasy options for this Titans team. Also, I mean, Tannehill, too, is like a is one of the as a quarterback, you know, that you play weekly. I think he could be another great quarterback, too. Tannehill's going to have some massive games. What about, what about you, Ben? Yeah, I'm in the same. You know, de- you can't go wrong with Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Tannehill. Uh, I think the the tight end, honestly, I didn't even know who their starting tight end was. Um, I definitely think he's at least maybe I, he's, he's not a big name in this league. Now, obviously, the tight end position after about four, maybe five guys, it kind of falls off the map a little bit. I would wait to see how this guy's production does. If he's involved in the offense, you need a backup tight end. I think he's your guy. I mean, we saw how heavily involved the tight end was last year. We're going to find out if it was because they liked that position or it's because John o. Smith was that good. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you hit the nail on the head once again with that one, Ben. Um, let's move now to the team that you said is going to win this division. That is the Indianapolis Colts win total set at 10 games. Ben, how are the Colts winning this division, man? It's, it's really the schedule is the main okay. reason, man. Uh, I was looking at it yesterday. They're, it's one of the easiest schedules in football. Um, I believe they ranked like 24th or 26th in the league in, in terms of schedule. I okay. believe I was looking at it right. It didn't look too tough of a schedule to me. And really, just like I said before, outside of the quarterback issues, which is a massive issue because that's like the most important position for your team's success, they're really, really talented. I love their running backs. I think their receivers, outside of a couple of them, they're mostly young and unproven guys, but very, very talented, like really talented. This defense is. It's good. They're gonna they're gonna be able to rush the passer. I got mm-hmm. no. I got. I have uh, a lot of faith in them being able to get to the quarterback this year. In my opinion, they have one of the best linebackers in football, uh, and their secondary is not bad. So I think this. I think they're well coached under Frank Reich as well. Uh, who's the linebacker they have? I'm totally missing on his name. Darius Leonard. Thank you. I believe he had some injury problems last year, maybe two years <clears> ago. So as long as he stays healthy, he's the captain of that defense. Listen, the key player is obvious. It's it's Carson Wentz and his health. Um, yep. I, I don't know if I'm on a dying hill of this, but I still think Carson Wentz surround him with some talent like the Colts have, especially with the running game the Colts can have with uh, Jonathan Taylor Naeem, and uh, is it Naeem Hines, their backups? Yep, and they still have Marlon Mack, too. And Marlon Mack, thank you. Um, so they have three running backs. I think that takes a lot of pressure off Wentz. Yep. Something the Eagles couldn't provide for him. The Eagles playmakers on the outside were never healthy for Wentz. Uh, I know he wasn't healthy often either. But key players, Wentz, in terms of fantasy players the draft, I really think Jonathan Taylor is going to emerge as I one agree. of the best running backs in this league. I think he'll finish as a top 10 productive player this year. Uh, everyone knows the Colts have an outstanding offensive line. I think they've lost maybe one or two guys, but they still have the anchor in Quentin Nelson, who should be healthy by week one, according to Ian Rappaport. Uh, Rappaport is reading that today. Wentz should be healthy. Um, I, I just think this team is really talented around the quarterback position, which I think helps Wentz immensely, and I mm-hmm. like their schedule a lot. Yeah, um, I actually think, Ben, so 
look, the first five weeks of the season, I would argue they might have the hardest schedule in the NFL. But after those first five weeks, I would agree with you completely. I mean, that schedule is literally a cakewalk. Their hardest game after that is at Arizona. I mean, and that's literally so easy as a schedule when you look at it that way. Um, first weeks, they'd go Seattle and the Rams. At least those are at home. Then they're at Tennessee, at Miami, at Baltimore. So, I mean, they even get the harder teams from the AFC West on the ro- or the at home and the easier ones on the road, which, I mean, even makes for a better schedule, if anything. So I do agree with you on that part. Look, I think you hit all the hit all the nails on the head with this team. They have a great defense. My one question though with the offense is can Carson Wentz stay healthy, like you said? I personally don't think he will. It depends on how long that him and Quentin Nelson are actually out with these injuries. I've seen them returning to practice. I've seen people saying they won't be ready for a few weeks. This, this injury they have is very weird. Apparently, it's one of those where, like, literally you either miss the minimum four weeks or you miss the maximum of 12 weeks. So it's going to be very weird to see what happens here. If those guys can't go, I think this team is going to have a horrible season because they'll probably start 0-5. If those guys can go and they can weather the storm, I mean, even if they just win one game out of those four, they're still alive for a playoff spot. I don't hate your thinking there at all. I just have them missing the playoffs because I can't buy into Carson Wentz staying healthy. I feel like he always gets injured. Fantasy-wise, the – Yeah, go ahead. Well, uh, well here, you go ahead and say what you had, and then I'll go to fantasy. So I was going to ask you, in terms of betting strategy, because I think this mm-hmm. plays into kind of with the Colts, early on in the season, do more unders hit or do more overs hit or there's no correlation? I don't think there's really any correlation, but I think something to watch out for is let's say the Colts go 0-5 through their first couple games. I think we can find them extremely cheap as an underdog or, I mean, getting mispriced as the season goes on. You can definitely play on the Colts as the season goes on. Like, I like teams like that a lot because start out with a tough schedule. You know, the Colts might get beat up at first, but then they'll get high because they have an easy back after schedule, and we can take advantage of them two or three weeks in a row. Yeah, I was trying to come up with, like, is it easier to play the hard teams right out of the gate? Even yeah. though most teams are healthy – there's you still got to get back to tackling you i know that the nfl does it way better than college with joint practices and they and they go a lot harder but my point is like listen it's your best versus their best if you think you're a playoff team you're going to show up in these games you know i i do i realize that the colts their best offensive lineman and their quarterback they might they're going to start the year is what it seems like but they may not be 100 percent. so that might be something negative for the colts i would just rather get these games out of the way there's no way they go 0-5. I, ju- I just don't see them going 0-5. It's too talented of a team. I agree with you completely on that. Also, I think it will hurt Wentz having less practice time with the new team and everything to start out. But at the same time, he is familiar with this system. He's used it before in his career. Last part before we move on here, um, I think that this the fantasy player here, obviously you hit on Taylor. I'm going to go with Michael Pittman. I think Michael Pittman's a sleeper. I mean, he was a freak at USC makes plays down the field. I think in his second year in this offense with a better quarterback and not a guy who had a dying arm in Phillip Rivers. I mean, if Wentz can stay healthy, man, and use his legs to get out of the pocket, I think him and Pittman could connect a lot, and Pittman could end up being one of the top, like, 15 receivers in the league. That's how good I think this guy is. I really think his potential is really, really high. Yeah, I'd love to I'd love to take him late in the fantasy league and kind of keep stash him on the bench a couple weeks and then make him a starter, so – Love that one there. Um, last two teams here. We'll talk about the Jags, and we'll quickly go over the Texans. Um, we'll start things off here with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So the Jags, they bring in, obviously, the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. They also draft Travis Etienne. You bring in Urban Meyer. I like Urban Meyer's offense, but at the same time, I think this might be the best quarterback he's ever had. I mean, when you think about T- Chris Leak, Chris Leak was limited. Tim Tebow was limited in his passing, obviously not with his legs. I mean, even at Ohio State, Cardell Jones, JT Barrett – 
I mean, those guys are all good college quarterbacks, but they're not great NFL guys. You can't really, you know, make those downfield throws the way you want to. I think Trevor Lawrence is the most talented quarterback that Urban Meyer's worked with yet. I think his system, you know, he can make a lot of vertical plays. I think LaVisca Chennault, um, DJ Chark, these wide receivers, you know, they have a nice young, talented group. They also brought in Marvin Jones as well. Go along with Travis Etienne and James Robinson was top five in the NFL in rushing yards too. Can't write that down. I think his offense can put up numbers. I think they might struggle a little bit at the beginning of the season, but I think they'll find their form. And also too, Urban Meyer said he felt like they played slow, but they would have been the 12th fastest offense in the NFL last year with the pace they moved at in their first two preseason games. Or I guess they're first because they play again tonight. So I think there's lots of positive signs for them. I just have a lot of questions with the defense. They bring in a new defensive coordinator from Baltimore. Um, I can't think, oh, Joe Cohen comes in. He Baltimore loves to blitz. So look for them to blitz a lot. Maybe they can get teams off on third down. I think they have a chance because how bad this division is. But at the same time, it's a rookie quarterback, first-year head coach. I don't know how much you can buy into that. I'm not going to sit here and say the Jags and go over it. I have the Jags pushing their win total at six. But if I had to bet something, I would probably go over I think this team, I think you could look at their outlook and and mm-hmm. kind of say, hey, we we maybe maybe we've seen this before. The Bengals last year. This is a super young team that has the ability. I, I mean, listen, they can catch a couple teams by surprise and, and make it interesting in the second half of games. I don't think they're going to win many close games like the Bengals did last year. But when Joe Burrow was healthy, when he was playing, they were in just about every single game because Burrow kept them in every game. I think, you know, the two wide receivers you mentioned in Chark and uh, in LaVisca Chenault, I mean, those are athletic guys. You, you give them the ball with a little bit of space to run, they can make some plays happen. You add in James Robinson, who, uh, like I said, I didn't play fantasy football last year, but I believe he was a top 10 running back, if I'm not mistaken, last year. They add on Travis Etienne, who's a rookie, but he's going to be running back two, and I think they're going to use him in a receiving role a little bit. So yep. this team's got some athletic guys that can play on the outside to go along with Trevor Lawrence, who's an athletic quarterback, and to go along with uh, James Robinson in their backfield. So I think this team – I don't think they're going to get – I think they can score some points on, on some teams in this league depending – on how confused Trevor Lawrence is going to be in, in some looks. Now, he's a rookie quarterback. People are going to throw some looks at him that he's maybe not seen before, maybe not comfortable with. He's going to make mistakes, all rookie quarterbacks do. But I could see this team playing like the Bengals did when Joe Burrow was playing for them. Yeah. Being in a lot of games, just not being able to finish them, just from lack of experience and just a super, super young team. Yeah, I like all the points you made there, Ben. Plus, too, no one is going to have seen this Urban Meyer offense before, you know. So they've also got a little bit of an element of surprise, too. They can use an offense. I think it's going to be a fun, exciting team to watch. And I look for year two and three, though, for them to be really, really good. This year, though, I think they'll probably finish third in the division. You, you agree on that one? Yeah, I have them finishing third. I don't know what the Urban Meyer head coaching gig is going to look like in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. I, I could really just see him as a guy that knows a ton about football that just can't manage in the NFL. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see it. He, you know, he, he's got some young talent on the team. There's just not enough experience yet. There's absolute no experience in the coaching game. He's never coached an NFL game. He's never, yep. I mean, so he's just going to have to figure some stuff out. Um, I believe he bought in, brought in some veteran coaches to try and help him. Mm-hmm. But we, we all know how urban Meyer, urban Meyer operates. He runs the entire show. Yep. Um, we'll see. We'll see. There's, there's just a lot of moving parts as most teams have with the, who get the number one pick. 
you get the number one pick for a reason because you're not very good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ben. I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, yeah, also, too, even though I said I would lean towards the over, I probably wouldn't bet anything of the scene. There's way too much uncertainty to put money to back it. Um, last team here is arguably, in my opinion, the worst team in the NFL. That is the Houston Texans. I'm probably going to lock in a bet on them going under five wins this season. Um, that is what their win total is at. Look, I think their storyline, as I told Ben before the podcast, is can they be bad enough to get the number one overall pick? I think the answer is yes. Their quarterback is David Mills, who, unless you're like me and Ben and follow college football very closely, you probably can't name who he is. I'm gonna be honest. I did not probably watch him play more than five games when he was in college. He played at Stanford. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. This team's roster is completely screwed up from everything Bill O'Brien did. They bring in a new head coach as well. I think everything here is in shambles. It's going to be an absolute shit show for the Texans this season. I wouldn't be shocked to see them go 0-17. That's how bad I think this team is going to be. I think the Lions would be, will beat them by 20 if they were to play each other. That's how bad this Texans team really is, guys. They are awful, I'm telling you guys. This Texans team is going to be absolutely terrible. I look for them to have a top pick and take one of the top quarterbacks next year's draft. They didn't even have a pick until the third round, and that's when they took Mills in this draft. So I think this, their main storyline, the main thing for them, is to see what Mills can do and move from there. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to add too much. I know that Mills is a is a kid I know about because uh, he went to – I believe he went to Greater Atlanta Christian School in Atlanta. Oh, wow, I didn't even know that. He's, he's from Atlanta. I believe he went to GAC for high school. Okay. Um, yeah. There's I, I couldn't even name who's a playmaker on this team. Who do they have at receiver? They got Brandon Cooks at wide receiver. They have they brought in um shoot they brought in Philip Lindsay at running back. They also have David Johnson still, you know. So they got they Ingram, at, Mark Ingram too. Oh yeah, and they have Aikens at uh tight end. So I mean they have a lot of the same guys. I mean, they really pretty much just lost Will Fuller, and then after that, it's pretty much all the same guys. I mean, they brought in Anthony Miller at wide receiver. Their depth chart looks pretty weird right now. So Jeff Driscoll's their backup quarterback. They also have Tyrod Taylor as well, who, I mean, a guy whose entire game is off running and quickness at 34. He probably don't think he could do too much. You got Chris Conley, Kiki Kuti still there. Um, those are pretty much, I mean, the main offensive guys. There's just not much to love on this team. No. Um, and before anyone – gets at us for not mentioning their other quarterback is I have no idea if Deshaun Watson is legally allowed to play. Yeah. The last time the last time I checked was when this was coming in into action and I had thought Roger Goodell put him on the commissioner's list, which means mm -hmm. he's exempt from playing. I, I don't know if he's still on that list. I have no idea if this guy's gonna play. I think if he plays, they get three wins i think if they don't play they can get anywhere from zero to two um i don't know i'm not going to talk about him he's seems to be in some legal trouble um I, I have no idea if he's allowed to play i have no idea if he was allowed to play if the texans would even play him he wants out i don't think they want to i have no idea what's going on with him yeah, man, you hit the nail on that as well. I have no idea what the hell is going to happen to Sean Watson. I think, if anything, they just need to get some value for him and get him out of there. I also wouldn't even hate them trading Laramie Tunsil to try to, you know, regroup some funds. I mean, they have some decent offensive linemen and Titus Howard. I like both those guys at O-line. So, you know, could maybe get a little value out of I, them. But, yeah. I don't, I don't know what you can get for Deshaun. That's the thing, too. You know, I feel like at this point you just hang on to him. You know, unless you can get at least a second for him, I feel like you just got to hang on to him and write it out. 
it's a it's a crazy situation. But anyway, we'll go over one last time our division breakdown here. Ben has both the Colts and the Titans making the playoffs. He's the Colts winning division. Um, and then he had the Jags and the Texans. I had the I just flip flopped the Titans and the Colts. I have the Titans in the playoffs. I I have the Colts as a fringe wild card team. I haven't 100 percent locked in my wild card teams. I'm still waiting on a couple of quarterback decisions to come out in the NFL before I officially lock this in, but I definitely have the Titans in. I have the Colts as a fringe team. And then I have the Jags and the Texans finishing the last two in this division. Ben, anything else we should get at before we get up out of here? No, man. Hopefully the Falcons play a little bit more competitive than maybe I think they're going to be. Um, but that's, that's pretty much all I have. It's pretty much all I have too as well. Um, ben is a pleasure as usual. And hopefully our Falcons are more competitive. Enjoy the beach, man. I appreciate it. Once again, we appreciate everyone who tuned into the podcast and we'll talk to you all again soon.